0: Hey, Beer and Ballet fans, welcome to yet another Beer and Ballet podcast. I am your host, Amber Daniels, and hey, while I'm recording, it's National Compliment Day. Did you know it's a real thing? So I just wanna take two seconds to say, you're a rock star. you're crushing it, you deserve a brewski if you wish to drink it, And you deserve to take a fun ballet class. Move around today. You don't even have to do ballet. Just move around. Go take a walk. Go do something cool for yourself. Because, hey, mental health is important too. And let's go ahead and recognize that. So killing it, y'all. I just wanted to pop in and say before this podcast starts that it's very exciting. It was our very first interview face to face. So we were actually in a very live open brewery. And there's a lot of background noise happening. We were also wearing masks, being very careful because, you know, right now is the height of COVID. Um, Unfortunately, we are back in it, folks. Make sure you uh, mask up. Make sure you get those vaccines if you choose to. And be safe, everybody. Another thing that I wanted to say is that we do mention a class that is occurring at the brewery. Unfortunately, it was rescheduled due to the COVID epidemic, so it will now be in February. So in case we mention it throughout the podcast, it is not in January, it is in February. February, go ahead and check out our Instagram page, our Facebook, our Eventbrite page for all of that information. But in the meantime, here's our interview with Ministry of Brewing. Enjoy. Hello, Beer and Ballet fans. What is up? My name is Amber Daniels. And as always, I'll be your host for today's podcast. And I have to tell you, I am so excited for many reasons. One is that this is one of the first interviews we're doing in person So I have two live people in front of me right now, which is very (laughs) exciting for me. Um, And the next first is this is the spot where we're going to have our very first in-person class in the year of 2022. We are at Ministry Brewing, located in Baltimore, Maryland, where um, we're going to have tons of fun and I'd like to welcome in Natalie and Chris. How are you doing today?
1: We're good. good. I'm good.
0: Do so much
2: good. for having us. Yeah, of thank course. you very much for having
1: us. This is really cool.
0: Yeah, totally. Do you guys just mind saying you know, how you're affiliated with the brewery and where we're at right now?
1: Yeah, sure. So yeah, my name is Chris. Um, I'm the taproom manager here. Um, I've been here since we opened, um, so going on about two years.
2: Uh, I'm Natalie. I'm the events manager here. I've been here since May of this year, so going on about six months now. Uh, and I also work
0: shifts in the tavern from time to time. Nice. Very awesome. There's just so much to do in every brewery. you know. Oh, yeah. Everybody takes on different jobs at different parts yeah, of the year. Exactly. And, yeah. and it's very such a cool industry, yeah, because
1: you can kind of, like, do a lot of cross-training without even realizing it and, you know, just help out when you can. And then all of a sudden, you know things about brewing beer, things about, you know, the business end of things. And yeah. But it's a really cool job in the sense of you can kind of like, you walk in and you never really know what what you're going to be doing that day sometimes. So a lot of it is fun and you get a lot of cool stuff that you get to learn.
2: Yeah. All of us that work here, I feel like have very dynamic roles, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. totes. Sounds like a lot of a
0: dance company too. I mean, we have to be <laughs> choreographers, movers. We have to be business people as yes. well too. And, you know, have to learn the taxes of being a performer <laughs> and all that fun stuff. So yeah, I totally get it. Um, well, if y'all don't mind, just, you know, how did y'all start your beer journey? How did you get involved within the beer industry?
1: So mine was actually, um, I actually got involved almost on accident. Um, oh, cool. a lot of my, um, like job history, um, was actually with, um, with animals, specifically with dogs. So I worked in various boarding kennels and, um, like dog daycares, um, and some animal shelters as well. And I did a tiny, tiny bit of, uh, a, a very very basic dog training. Oh, cool. Um, and then there was just one time that I just you know I, I, where I was working at the time I was I was kind of ready to move on to something else um, It was just having a, a couple of beers with a friend of mine and he was saying oh hey I work at this I work at this liquor store um, in the city um, we actually do need some people like if you want like I know you pretty well so like we can kind of get you set up there if you want to start working there um, and then I I just did that on a whim and that was probably six years ago almost now oh wow um and just started working there just you know thinking it was going to be like uh in between jobs until i kind of figure out what really what i wanted to do and um wound up there for about three three years um and found myself as a manager there for a little while um and then was offered this position here oh wow um, so and i was a bit of a i mean i was a bit of a craft beer drinker up until that point when i first started working in this industry. Um, and then it just skyrocketed after that. So I went through all the phases of hoarding all of this really hard-to-find beer and never actually <laughs> drinking it and having it get lost in the bowels of our fridge and stuff like uh, that. Oh God, um, yeah. Um, but I was really excited um, to be offered this position just because I, at that point I had yet to work in a brewery and I really wanted to. Um, and the fact to be a part of something as cool as this, like I really wanted to do something unique. Um, so not that you know, not that not that all the other breweries are are not unique. They definitely are, but you know this is a very hard thing to turn down oh um, especially yeah especially when i walked through the door for the first time for my you know like kind of my interview so to speak and i mean i knew i knew that everything was any questions i had were answered as soon as i walked in and really just saw the ceiling um and was just like this is where i want to um, live yeah and then i've been doing this for a while um, and i mean yeah i love this industry so i actually it kind of went from me working in this industry as a way to kind of Make some money while I figure out what I want to do to kind of like oh this is kind of actually what I want to do. Yeah. So uh, I got really lucky with that.
0: Oh it's amazing yeah it's so cool I, I always love that question because it's really great to see where people started and like yeah. no idea you know you're not 21 yet so it's yeah. like you got to find something that's interesting exactly, to you. Yeah. Um, you go to school you do the thing and then somehow in some way it brings people within the industry which is really yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about exactly where we're sitting in just a hot second. But <laughs> Natalie, what, how did you get into it? Um, I
2: actually got involved with it through Chris. Oh, wow. how I came to be here. Um, yeah, so ministry opened in January 2020, which was interesting timing with the pandemic following soon after. Um, so they were kind of working with like a Mirables crew for a while because it couldn't be open to the public because of all the restrictions and whatnot. So when things finally started opening, opening up again and then if we were able to start posting events they kind of needed somebody to step up and sort through all the requests and put together an events program and I said I can do that yeah I've been here ever since and then you're here yeah and, so, and yeah it's kind of the same thing where it was just you know not necessarily something that I set out to do but like like we said it's such a fun job it's different every day yeah but in a good way you know and in, in an exciting way yeah um, so yeah it's been it's been really fun
0: it's uh, amazing. Well, and we, we keep talking about how beautiful it is and how <laughs> fun it is to be here. Um, do you guys mind talking about where exactly we are within Baltimore and, and what building we're at?
1: Yeah, so it's, it's really interesting actually. So um, to kind of start lighting and get more specific, um, we're located in what you could call Upper Fells Point. Um, you could also call it, um, I believe, Butcher's Hill. Um, it's like right on the outskirts. Um, and things like that but yeah most time we'll refer to it as upper fells point so we're about you know we're probably six six, seven or eight blocks from you know the the downtown fells point area um it's a it's a highly residential area which is kind of cool that we got to kind of have this space and so this whole property is called um was initially st michael's i believe it's st michael's the archangel uh catholic church um and so this property the property itself includes the church itself um, what was the boys' school and the girls' school and behind us is, would be the um, parish one uh, are now converted into apartments. Oh, wow. Um, so they're kind of, you know, they're apartments a lot, we a, lot a lot of those apartments serve um, the Hopkins community. Um, so have like short-term leases for people that are just kind of doing contracts as, as nurses and stuff like that. Um, the church itself um, is just a really cool has a really cool backstory um, cool maybe not the best word it's kind of unfortunate but um yeah, it's about 160 years old um it started as a german catholic church oh, wow um, as in from what i've been told by some people because we do get some people that come in that were parishioners of this church um or, or you know we're family members you know down the line and we're oh that's so here. much
0: pressure oh my god
1: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it's one of those things whenever they come in i kind of you know sit there and i kind of like you, you know. Quench my fist and just kind of wonder, like, okay, is it going to be good or is it going to be bad? Right, and ninety-eight percent like, of the time, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Like we're <laughs> um, but um, yes, yeah, so it was, and it was actually a pretty well-known church, especially because during the time when you had a lot of um, a lot of you know, people from Germany immigrating em- em- here to the United States, specifically here in Baltimore, um, this church became pretty popular for them, just because you know there's a lot of rich, you know, kind of that European, Eastern European kind of uh, history in terms of. Um, whether or not you have all the other uh, basilicas and things like that that are in the city. Um, so it was a pretty cool hub for that. And then around 2000, it actually um, switched to an entirely Spanish-speaking Catholic church. Oh, wow. Um, as this area kind of started to change demographically. Sure. Um, and they were here for about 10 years. Um, and then unfortunately, yeah, the, the area got uh, changed again and got a little more gentrified, so um, they couldn't keep the congregation. So they closed their doors around, 20, around 2010. Oh, wow. um, 2009 2010 um, the remaining congregation went to a sister church and um, they actually this this building itself lay vacant for about 10 years
2: Oh, okay um, so wow. when we
1: first came in and acquired the property I mean you, you could tell I mean you know the, there was just a big pile of wood where the altar was um, you can clearly see like the decay of just natural
2: yeah
1: decay of things that were here and so there's a lot of renovation involved but um we were able to do a lot of that and that's also kind of ties into you know I was hired as a as a taproom manager, but I came on before we actually opened, so I was helping install drywall and, you know, a lot of, like, things that I never thought I'd be doing as tap taproom manager, wow. um, but were super fun, and, like I, I said, I learned so much, um, and then, yeah, we got it to where it is now, and after, you know, repeated speed bumps that pushed back our grand opening multiple, multiple times, um, we opened, and so... That brings us kind of to here, minus all the, the, the peak COVID stuff that was, you know, oh my closed, God. open for uh, just growler Fills, open for outdoor only, vice versa. Because so.
0: what, you opened pretty recently, right? Or am I mistaken? In yeah. That?
1: Yeah. So we opened in January of 2020. Oh my um, God. Our grand, our grand opening ceremony, so to speak, was, it was very early February. And then, yeah, about, we were open for about six weeks. And then... World and
0: that's when it happened. Yeah. Because I think I remember looking on Facebook and I was telling my partner, Ricky, I'm like, Oh my God, this, we have to go to this brewery. And then the shutdown yeah. happened. And I was like, well, shit, we can't <laughs> do that, like that. Come on, man. Yeah. It's, that's pretty insane. It's really nice to hear though, that majority of the people, or at least the way that you're talking, um, you know, we're here right when it opens even before it opened, like, blood, sweat, and tears went yeah. into this space, like, there's a lot of heart and soul here, Oh yeah. Um, you know, which, you know, we're in a church, that's, that's great, you know, a oh, lot yeah. of heart and soul is already oh, yeah. in this building.
1: Yeah, and um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I know she touched on it, but I can't, I mean, I can honestly, I can't speak more highly of, like, the staff that we have, it's so, it's so nice, and it was kind of, like, a really cool coincidence, and like a, I got, mean, in my opinion, a very good example of, um, the, the term small tour, um, yeah. that, you know, through... Um, so our, our general manager, John, um, was actually the person who hired me at the liquor store where I used to work. At. And oh so he God. had left there way before I did and then um, had done some other stuff and then was offered to be the general manager here and then brought me on. Um, but, you know, through him working in the industry, too, he got to know through friends. They're just friends of friends, like a lot of, you know, bartenders or people that kind of work in that kind of industry. Yeah. Um, so as a result, we had this opening staff with these people that... You know, for the most part, a lot of people knew each other, um, so there wasn't kind of that, like, ooh, like, are we going to get along, like, how is this going to work, us working, all working together, Um, and then, you know, even the the small effect, where, you know, there's people that hadn't really met before, and then all of a sudden, they realize that, like, one of their best friends is the other person, also best friend, and things like that, they they share jobs together, and things like that, so it was... It was really cool to have, you know, to have just a staff that, like, kind of, either automatically clicked, like, right off the bat, or just had already known each other. So it was kind of just like, oh, hey, but now we're all in the trenches together. This oh, my is, God. This is awesome, you know.
0: The synergy right off the bat. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. What a dream. Like, what a dream team that sounds like oh, yeah. is being built here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, Natalie, when we talked last time, we were talking about a lot of things that are original, right? Like, been from the church, you were talking about the stained glass windows. Absolutely. um, The organ that's in the back. But there was some... like, not legalities, I guess, but reasons why some stained glass windows had to leave and some had right. to stay. <laughs>
2: so, in order for us to reopen as a brewery, the church was desanctified by the archdiocese. So they came in, they took out, um, like, the imagery in the Stations of the Cross. That was taken out. A lot of the stained glass was taken out. Um, you might be able to explain better
1: <laughs> why. <laughs> oh, yeah, so it was, I actually, yeah, I looked it up, um, Previous, so the desanctification process basically consists of them. They have to remove any religious icon, um, like any icons, any depictions like that. So since the stained glass was, from what I uh, kind of saw some pictures um, of, of the stained glass that was here, it was very. Um, it was a lot of like kind of actual depictions of things, um, sure. not just like colored stained glass. So. Um, those had to be removed. There's a there's a little bit of stained glass that they luckily were able to stick were able to keep because there weren't, weren't any religious depictions on them. Um, so like at the very like as soon as you walk in, there's some like stained glass above the front doors. Um, so that's kind of remains. And then um, yeah, like you can kind of see here with the you can see where there used to be all of these these crazy you know there used to be these really nice depictions and things like that um, artwork. Um, and really honestly, that the the big mural um, on the ceiling. And obviously the Saints is the one part that they were able to keep just because I'd like to think it was because it's the artwork that the artistry on it is yeah. just so amazing that you know you can't why would you want to, you know, get rid of something like that? No, but yeah. It may have just been a sense of we don't want to paint over
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's a very tall ceiling. It would take a little bit to get up yeah. there. And <laughs> you know. Hey friends. Just popping in to say hi. How you doing? And also I want to know what you want to know. I would love to hear your feedback on this podcast. I would love to hear of some folks you might want us to bring on this podcast. Are there any questions that you have about dance or the brewing industry that you want us to dig deeper on? Anything you need, anything you want. We are here to help. We're here to collaborate. If you want to go ahead and email us at beerandballet at gmail.com. That is right. Beerandballet at gmail.com i'm so excited to hear your feedback so excited to hear your thoughts and let's get back to the podcast yeah oh and it's just beautiful in here y'all i wish everybody from beer and ballet whether you're in california or new york or florida you come up here and come check it out because i mean it's a really beautiful building really amazing brews in which you two are drinking some right now What what y'all sipping on
1: i'm drinking um actually one of our newer beers um, Dark Wave, which is just a straightforward English quarter. So it's a little on the dry side. Um, it's probably it's getting up there with one of my favorite styles of beer, um, especially because I went through kind of that, that big stout phase. And, oh, yes, you know, as you should. You know, like I was really you know, collecting and, and drinking all these crazy, you know stout with marshmallows and rice crispy tree, pieces of rice crispy treat Oreos whatever you want to add and then eventually for my palate it got very sweet so then I started to gravitate towards I still kind of like the, the darker beers but my, my palate started to gravitate more towards drier and uh, not as sweet okay. so then I found the miracle for me which is brown ales yes. um, quarters, yeah um, some stouts um, and of course I, I mean I always appreciate a, and love a good IPA at the end of the day as well um, especially as the weather gets a little colder um, i definitely have gravitated more towards the darker beers yeah Um, but still keeping kind of a drier you know like a roastier um, tasting notes to them as opposed to kind of sweet and you know like thick viscous vanilla
0: yeah yeah i'm right there with you because i used to be a huge like the darker the stout the better i am but now that i'm getting a little older there was one beer at uh in jacksonville florida it's called green room tap um, really great brewery in the like Jacksonville Beach area, but okay. they had this, like, from actual Girl Scout cookies, like the thin mint, okay. like, chocolate cookie stout. Oh my god, I could drink, like, five of those when I was, <laughs> like, just when I was 21, yeah. and now I go, and I'm like, a half? I'll just have yeah. half a yeah. thing. Um, half, and then, yeah, like,
1: you know, like, ooh, ooh, 9%? Ooh, you know, a little lower
0: than
1: that. Yeah. I wanna have more than, more than a couple yeah, yeah,
2: toast, toast. Natalie, how about you? What are you sipping on? Um, I'm drinking kind of a secret menu item <laughs> that we're piloting. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to tell you about it. It's a mixture of our draft cider, so just like a hard apple cider, and our dirty maud, which is a chai-spiced brownie. So the effect is kind of like a mold side. It's really, really good. We're thinking wow. about adding it to the menu. Yeah, okay. Because it's been a hit with everyone that's tried. It. I mean, my jaw just... You
0: can't see it because so I'm wearing a mask right now. But my jaw just dropped real hard. It's all my favorite things. We'll get you. In it's one glass. Oh my God, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, Well, you know, there's a lot of uh, passion for community here, I can tell, like just from inside the brewery itself to, you know, the small Baltimore area that you've been talking about Um, and, you know, us working together in an event coming in January, which is super exciting. Um, But how else are you getting involved within the community of Baltimore or even just the general, the street that you're on? What's going on?
1: We try, yeah, we we definitely try to help out a lot. I know a lot of times we, we, we work with friends of Patterson Park a lot, um, so we help them with some fundraising, um, especially to, to renovate and save the, the White House that is in that is in the Patterson Park area, the actual park itself. Um, and then I'll, I know we, it's cool now because we kind of have a cool setup with them, so like they'll have events there or fundraising events, and we're more than always more than happy. We'll donate some beer to it, donate a, a gift basket or something like that. Um, You know, I mean a lot of it on like a smaller scale, it doesn't necessarily specific to um, Baltimore or really the the immediate community. It's just like we're we're all about, especially nowadays with so many beers out there, we're all about like getting making sure that everyone knows like there is there is a craft beer, you know, for almost anyone nowadays. Yeah. Um, like we we get a fair amount of people that come in here, they that kind of get attracted to the space. And you know, we get the question a lot, like, Oh, I don't normally drink beer. Um, which we I mean that's probably one of my favorite um, things to hear from someone because I take that as a challenge. It's like, okay, well, you know, especially now that we're at a point where we have a pretty good variety of styles of beer. Yeah. Um, so, like, we try to help out that way. I mean, me personally, I'm a little bit, of, I'm a little bit biased. I'm obviously it's an audio podcast, but I'm, I'm Colombian. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, one of the things that uh, I personally really kind of wanted to help bring to the table with um, working in this industry was to kind of um bring a lot more accessibility and kind of um, inclusion into people of color and things like that oh that's amazing um, as Great. well so you know for me you know especially yeah, if someone comes in and you know they're like oh I don't really I don't drink beer that much you know I, I take that as a challenge like no like it could be in, it should be into it right now you know regardless of anything like it's yeah beer is good everyone should be able to enjoy it um we've also done um, we've done some um one of the last year, actually, one of the one of the last events we did before we closed, um, before the pandemic, rather, was we did a really cool um, uh, panel for um, a lot of uh, people running for council. Oh council wow! Council. So, okay. So that was pretty cool. It was like I mean, the space is just perfect for that, and so, you know, yeah. it was a re- great way to kind of bring the community together so that they could all come and you know, they could their questions could be answered and you know, their concerns could be answered um, by by different people that were running for you know, councilwoman or councilman. Um, things like that. Um, we also, I mean, we're, we're very, very close to Hopkins, so you know, we also do, we'll do a lot of events with Hopkins people. Whether it's just like a, you know, like a happy hour, or like you know, a lot of, especially when you get towards um, like the end of a semester, a lot of people will come in to do. We'll ask about doing private, like kind of semi-private events. Oh yeah. Or, you know, you know, like I finally, I guess you know, I just graduated medical school or something like that.
0: Oh yeah, big accomplishment um, so from that really school. That. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, and I know, like, we've done, you know, some, as much as we can, we we I think for us, we, we've been trying to kind of, like, help out as we can in any way possible, but, like, we really, like, especially knowing that, like, we have such an awesome space. Yeah. So, like, really just, like, providing that space as much as we can. Um, I know, like, yeah, we've, we've done some, um, like, kind of sit down, um, like, uh, happy hour or brunch kind of things for, um a lot of local restaurant tours that were just kind of, you know, pow-wowing about, like, the state of things, especially the state of restaurants in Baltimore. And, yeah. And things like that and just trying to, like, at least, you know, at the very least, provide them with a space and, you know, somewhere where they can actually, you know, make some change or do whatever they need to do.
0: I love that. I I also love what you first started saying about, you know, your favorite thing is when someone walks in and they say, I have no clue. (laughs) That's also my favorite thing, like as a teacher. Um, That's what makes beer beer and ballet so great. Is that I love that we have this of of brewers and and people who are serving beer and they say, listen, come in with those questions. Um, Same thing with ballet. And it's this weird, like, I've talked about it with a couple of folks. It's almost as if it's like the fourth, at least stage terms, the fourth wall. Where some folks are really terrified to walk in because they're terrified to ask
2: that question yeah. right. of "I yeah. don't know." <laughs> but it's almost yeah, it's almost better for us if you're coming in without any like preconceived notions. But it's better to come in with a blank slate. And be like, you know, I don't really know anything about here, I don't really know anything about it. But so let me learn. Right, like, if you're open to
0: learning, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Somewhat, that's like, you know. yeah. Do you find that you ask a question in return? Like, is it a you know? How, how do you like? Instigate a little
1: bit of what type of beer they might like, I guess. Oh, uh, Me, per- yeah, I mean, I'm a, I've am a, also found that uh, I just enjoy talking to people too, so yes. yeah. As a, as a result, normally I'll, I'll po- The My, my couple go tos, I'll either say, you know, I'll, I'll do the desert island. Like, you know, you tap on the desert island, but the one beer? It doesn't matter with no judgment. Sure. It could be Miller White, it could be, you know, it could be whiskey. Yeah.
2: You know, but yeah. like,
1: kind of to help me get a, a feel of, you know, like what people want, what they're looking for, and you know, their ideal. Ideal beer, and then we'll kind of ask them, like, oh, what's off the table? What do you really not like? Or, like, what are you willing to try? Or maybe you had this one style of beer, you know, somewhere when you were on vacation and you don't really, you never really had it since then, but you really liked it and kind of go from there. And it it, it turns it into kind of like a really cool journey. Yeah. To kind of be able to go on with someone and, you know, with, you know, obviously the optimal response being like, oh my god, this is great. I love this style of beer now. You know, I'm like, where can I get more of it? You know, and and, you know, I mean, also part of the cool thing about breweries is, you know, there, there's there's not a lot of competition in terms of, like, you know, like if you're at it, like, most breweries love other breweries. Yeah. It's, it's not this kind of dog-eat-dog world, so a lot of it is like you, know, like, you know, a lot of times I'll tell you, hey, if you like that, like, here's this other brewery down the street, like Bobtown or Monument City, they have a very similar beer, or they or sometimes even, like, hey, they do this one actually a lot better than we do. Right. You know? or right. Or vice versa. Either one, but, like, you know, like, like for me, it's, I, I like, I like sharing, craft beer in general with a lot of people so you know like if you can find the style of beer here that you like you'll want to go somewhere else and get it too like, yeah you know, go as many places as you can and just like you know really like enjoy it yeah i'm not saying like oh well if you like you know if you like ministry of brewing's wispy then just keep drinking whiskey and don't drink anything else and, oh, like, i'd like to be able to be like hey if you like this you should go try this you
0: right know? yeah yeah That's why I love the craft brewing industry. is exactly that. There is no competition, Um, and it's very rare that you see that. You know, if you go to a shopping store, a lot of time, Target versus Walmart, or like you know, there's a lot of competition. But if you do shop small businesses, if you do go to breweries that are really like in the heart of the city. Um, there's a lot of community there. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what beer is to me. That's, you know, a lot of people that I know, I I got introduced to just sitting at a bar yeah, yeah. And, and enjoying the beer and saying, well, what are you drinking? And, yeah. oh, that's interesting. Um, but one of the main reasons I asked that question is because just a couple of weeks ago, we did an interview with, um, her name is Natalie as well. There's a lot of Natalies in the brewing industry. <laughs> um, but she owns a company that's called Beer Feelings. And it's basically breaking down the barrier of, you know, women can have fun with beer beer can be sexy beer can be cool like it could be a really great thing and she actually wrote an article about well here's some other questions you could ask yourself and some of the first questions she asked is what kind of candy do you like or what kind of food do you like you know so it's it's really interesting to hear how that first question is always answered with another question and, Mm -hmm. and also seeing the journey like you were saying of You know, maybe you went on a cruise somewhere, and then that person can relive that moment for a second, which is really fun. Um, So it's really great. Um, All right. Well, we got to a fun part um, in our podcast where I give a fun fact about the dance world and about the beer world. And if you guys have any fun facts, feel free to throw them out there. Um, But I'll go ahead and I'll start off with one. Do you happen to know, it's okay if the is no, <laughs> um, which dancer is responsible for shortening the ballet skirt? So way long time ago, remember that women could not even show their ankles, because like how scandalous oh, could that forbid. be? God forbid. Um, but there was a particular ballerina um, who was responsible for shortening the skirt. I feel like I should know this because I took an intro to dance class in college. Nice, so. <laughs> nice. I teach, intro to, I teach intro to dance, and it, this is like a, a bonus question that I sometimes throw out. <laughs> um, I should, like, say this right off the bat in my class, but her name is Marie Camargo. And the reason why was because in those times, it was like the 1700s, mid-1700s, a lot of female ballet dancers did not jump. It was almost a forbidden thing, because that was the man thing to do, was to jump. Well, something else that one of her male uh, colleagues did was miss his cue to go on stage (laughs) and perform a solo. So she said, screw it, I'll do it myself. And she went on there, long tutu and all, (laughs) and did all of these jumps, and that's why a lot of ballerinas today learn what's called petite allegro, small jumps. So she's kind of responsible for that. Um, she's also known as the person who retired from ballet during that time to get the highest pension because she was the one who like switched the gender roles within movement of ballet. Okay. So she's kind of a badass. <laughs> a really turning point within dance. Um, I get that question a lot of like the differences between the, the certain skirts. There's the pancake skirt that you know during the holidays we're recording but you know before the holidays and during the holidays. but the snowflakes aware wear and then Nutcracker cracker or something like that, right? Um, or a little bit longer. But, yeah, scandalous. <laughs> Ballet has a scandalous history to it. Um, and then here's my beer fact of the day. So um, there's some really great work that's begun in Rwanda. Uh, Quez, Queza, and I apologize if I'm saying that wrong, craft brewing is not only known as the first brewery, um, but the first woman-led brewery within its community. It's led by Jesse Flynn, Josephine Uwesi, uh, and Debbie Lietti. They are excited to bring brews of non-alcoholic beverages and, you know, beers to Kigali. Um, And here's a quote from their website. uh, We source locally, sustainably, and practice a business model that supports women and local economy. One of our chief aims is to increase Rwanda's women's generational wealth. Um, so for more information on them, go ahead and head to their website. That's kwezabrewery.com, K-W-E-Z-A, brewery.com. So another fun fact for you. That's, yeah, happening. that's, that's awesome. That's, yeah, it's really yeah. cool work that's happening. So any, any fun facts you guys want to throw out? It could even be about Ministry of Brewing if you wanted to.
1: Uh, I was, yeah, because I remember I saw this question, so I was kind of thinking, um, I feel like I, I build a fair amount of fun facts about really random things, but um, I think I guess the speci- I guess semi-specifically, um, also just from working in this industry, um, a lot of styles of beer um, have very very interesting backstories. I mean, the one that normally comes to mind for me um, is. Um, and some of it, you know, goes back so far that it's a little bit of, you know, he said, she said, or just kind of. Oh, totes,
0: yeah. Um, my, totally. my, the, one of the ones that
1: always sticks with me is, um, saisons. Yes. So in in Europe, um, and the reason why a lot of saisons are very low in alcohol, you know, they don't make Five is high. Five percent is a very high percent for a saison a lot of times. And when you're talking about a very traditional saison, mm-hmm. um, and it was actually because. Um, you would have, especially in, in, I think, yeah, especially in, like, you know, in Europe, you had a lot of people, um, you know, kind of working in fields or doing a lot of, like, you know, outdoor work. And so they were basically, they were allowed a specific amount of beer each day yeah. um, to drink. So they specifically brewed this beer that was lower in alcohol content so that they could, they could drink more of it and still work. Oh,
2: wow. Um, okay.
1: So there's a lot of really, it's, really it's, it's actually really cool to see how many, like, and I, I definitely invite anyone to just like research it, go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of times that a lot of exterior factors are what causes a style of beer to happen. Yeah. Um. And you're just like, oh, not even related to beer. We just need this, and then bam, you get a you get a different style of beer, or you get like some crazy. And there's, a, there's, a, there's so many weird, like tall tales that go around a lot of beer. Yeah. Um, I know. I'm um, I, I probably butch, um, butchering the style, but I believe it's called air um, check which is like a Norwegian style of beer, or legitimately back, you know, this is you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, um, they would yell at the barrels of beer.
0: Oh, really? They would, So basically,
1: the, and which is funny because there is actually a scientific base in it because they would basically, they would get, you know, 20 to 50 people to just stand around this barrel. At this point, you know, you're, you're, you're talking about wood barrels right. of beer and just yell. But the whole idea is that the... By them all yelling so loudly it would agitate the beer to help it, you know, kind of ferment and actually alter some different um, factors of um, it. So it's really cool because then you also have all of these like old school methods like those that almost sound completely and utterly really made up. Right. But then you know, either later or you know, the actually found out they're like, oh no, like they were you know going about it a really weird really way, but there is a scientific reason for that. You know, if you agitate beer. Um, especially while it's fermenting, like you can get some different flavor profiles or different things out of it.
0: Right, yeah. Um,
1: so like I know like off the top of my head, <coughs> there was a, there's a brewery in Gaithersburg um, called Elder Pine that makes some fantastic beers, um, but they did that style of beer and they actually, they played, while the beer was fermenting, I believe, they just, um, on full volume, they just played heavy metal music.
0: That's amazing. It just reminds me of that constant project of people like trying to plant plants and like they I was play just mo- like breathing every event. little yeah. kid's science fair project. Yeah. With, like, Classical music
2: versus
0: rock yeah. music. What makes yeah. it <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so amazing. I love how just playing around, you can create some really cool stuff. Yeah. You know, like even Marie Camargo, like you know, playing around with the jumps. She's yeah. like, "Oh, they think they can jump higher. I'll play <laughs> around and I'll figure it yeah. out." You know what I mean? And then like playing music what does that do to beer because beer is a very like it's a very gentle creature whenever yeah, it's, it's being a very. i mean
1: you're dealing with you're dealing with you know, yeast and you're dealing with bacteria so it's, it's a living creature yeah yeah. Um, yeah yeah i mean it's very much alive and you need you know it's a very and like for if anyone also does like kombucha and they like that, they can also probably know, it can be a fickle a, a fickle creature
0: yeah because <laughs> totally. it is a living creature
1: and it needs these things and, you know, you really have to tend to it and almost, like, care for it. Like, you would almost, like, you know, care for a pet or something like right. that, you know? yeah. Um, which is, like, why, you know, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's, it's you know, as cheesy as it sounds, like, sometimes you get, you know, made with love, that phrase. Like, sometimes it is true. Like, you know, I, I'll, I'll talk to some brewers and like, I talk to my beer. Right. Like, while it's brewing, you know, I'm talking to it, and I'm like, uh, hey, you're going to be a great hair. You know? I'm just so excited for how you're going to turn yeah, out. You're so like happy. That. Yeah. yeah. And there's can yeah, especially, like, in, in this industry, as well as other industries, yeah, there's a fair amount of that kind of, almost, like, comedic superstition.
0: Yeah.
1: That, uh, you know, but, oh, well, I've been doing this every time. It's been working out for me, so I can't stop doing it now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of playing, we are so excited to play and collaborate with y'all in January. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a fantastic night of rock and roll and some plies, tendus, and brews, you know, oh, yeah. kind of hanging out. Is anybody uh, planning on taking class?
1: Um, you know, I think a fair it? amount of people on our staff are definitely, or at least are very, very okay. interested. <laughs> okay, um, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, like, I know we have a couple people that just like, it goes down to some people that, you know, used to do some... Say a step below semi professional dancing, just you know, dancing took dance classes or was on a dance team back in the day, yeah. Versus, we have some people that just like to dance, yeah. And you know, they just want to, oh, yeah, wait, I have this, I can go to this event when I'm not working and I can just dance, like, heck uh, yeah, drink some beer and have a good time. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely heard a lot of excitement from a lot of people,
0: cool, cool, yeah. And it's,
1: yeah, I feel like it's also, it's, it's once again, it's like nice and unique, you know, like, I never would have thought to pair beer in ballet, yeah, you know. I'd like to think beer pairs of anything, but it's, it's a really cool uh, concept that I'm really excited to see. It.
0: Yeah, well, we're excited too. Yeah, and it, it, it all stems from that idea that we talked about earlier of like stripping down the boundaries of the brewing industry, stripping yeah. down the boundaries of ballet, which is seen as so structured within the world. Um, but y'all, you can, you can do plie's and tandus in, yeah.
2: in a brewery. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's such a cool spot and yeah. a cool space. So, yeah, we're yeah. excited about it. We love the idea of just kind of taking something like that a hobby like that that maybe seems inseminating yeah ballet beer, and making it yeah accessible to anyone yeah, like, yeah. toast
0: well how can all of our listeners keep up with you guys social media any
2: website yeah. all that kind of stuff uh you can find us on instagram at ministry of brewing um, we generally keep up with you know whatever events we're having like we a weekly trivia night we host food trucks whenever we can so that's a great place to find out kind of what we've got going on in the immediate future Um, And then our website, ministrybrewing.com. If you want to learn more about the church, you can visit that. If you want to schedule an event with us, all the relevant details are on there. So fun.
0: This is really great stuff. Well, y'all, thanks so much for chatting with me today. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. And everyone else, come check us out. We're going to be here January 12th, which is a Wednesday. um, And it's going to start 7 o'clock until about 8 o'clock. And then also hang out with us afterwards. You know we always have a brew hangout. We want to meet you. We want to chat with you. We want to talk about beers and talk about everything else in the world, because there's a lot going on in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, all right, my friends, beer and ballet, thank you so much. Have a lovely rest of your day, and we'll check you all out later. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hi, friends. Before you leave, I wanted to go ahead and give you the correct information uh, for our class being held at Ministry of Brewing. Yes, due to the upcoming COVID-19 epidemic, we decided to be safe and we moved our in-person class to the month of February. So it is Wednesday, February 9th at 7 o'clock PM, Easter Standard Time. Now I will say this, if you are not in the Baltimore, Maryland area, guess what? You can purchase a Zoom ticket. That is right. The night of the class, I'll go ahead and send you a link. You'll log on and you get to move and groove with us, enjoy some beers, and you get to witness and see this beautiful brewery. I'll make sure to take the computer around and give you guys a little bit of a tour so you can really feel like you're there. I will say, if you are in person, we are requiring masks and we are requiring that you bring your vaccination card in person for us to see. And that's about it. You know, we'll have the hand sanitizer. We'll have the bar. We'll have the brews. We'll really, Ministry of Brewing, we'll have the brews. Fantastic beers, you guys. I can't wait to share that experience with you. I can't wait to finally dance with you in person yet again. It's been too long, and I can't wait to hang out. So y'all enjoy the rest of your week, and I hope I can see you February 9th. Enjoy. Bye, everybody.